My name is Bob France. I'm Kevin Cuff. And we are two-thirds of the creative team behind original graphic novel entitled Metal Shark. Metal Shark, bro. Metal Shark, bro. Along with artist Walter Osley, editor Chaz Pangburn, and letterer Sean Greenleaf, we'd like to bring this project to life with your help on Kickstarter. What is Metal Shark Bro about? Funny you should ask. Metal Shark Bro is the tale of a shark who eats a dude who worships Satan, who was turned into a half-man, half-shark killing machine by Satan's douchey nephew Beelzebrah. From there, Metal Shark Bro has different and varied adventures across time and space as he seeks to become a shark again. Tell him what we're asking for, Kevin. So what we're asking for, pledge to this awesome project to make this book a reality. We are offering backers the original graphic novel, the entire Metal Shark Bro Saga, t-shirts, pins, buttons, original art, pinups from wonderful artists such as Christian Dabari and Josh Hood and Drew Moss, Tony Gregori and Jamie Jones. Uh... You kind of nailed it all right there, man. I think that's it. Can you ramp it up one more time for me, Kevin? Do you like sharks? Do you like comics? Yes! Do you like metal? That was really good, and I do like all of those things. So back this book today and help us make this book a reality. Metal Shark, bro, on Kickstarter. Get involved now! Metal Shark! Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Uh, I'm recording now. Hello. Oh, let me, by the way, um, don't ever update your um, operating system without writing down all your passwords first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I use a uh, password organizer. Yeah, I uh, updated. I updated uh, whatever the Mac one is. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, Snow Leopard or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> or God, Not for a while. I don't know. I, I I updated my operating system and I all my passwords are gone and I don't know half of them. <laughs> so I'm just kind of screwed. So you got to set them up so they can send a code to your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Send a code to my fucking dick because this shit sucks yeah so what's up dudes it's the bajoran month of cleansing so i've gone all dark it's real creepy ben i don't know what you're doing i don't know know why you're doing it but it's weird (laughs) it's for the patreons uh, but it's freaking me out is what I'm saying. Like, that's fine. That's what I just have the feeling that your body is covered with either Crisco or blood right now. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah. Or semen. Come. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was the video I was watching just before this. That was. You're just covered in jizz. <laughs> and Crisco. And a bunch of guys standing around you too. I can't let them see their faces. <laughs> What is that flapping sound? <laughs> Ben's really taking his gay thing to a whole other level. Are you in a bat cave, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> it's real yes. weird, man. It's freaking me out. I'm not going to lie to you. Hang on. <laughs> I'm either Batman or really gay. Yeah. Or, I mean, or one's not, one doesn't exclude the other. Not according to uh, Seduction of the Innocent. I don't know what that means. Hmm? Is that where Batman picks up young Robins to have sex with them. Well, no, that seduction of the innocent was a book from the uh, 1950s where basically 
God, I can't even remember the doctor, the air quotes doctor uh, said that comic books were making our kids gay and communists. Oh yeah. And this is what led to the comic book burnings back in the 50 and why your Superman number one is so valuable. Hmm. But, um, or action comics, number one, action comics, number one. Yeah. But, uh, his name was like Werther, Worthen, or something like that. I can't remember. But uh, but no, oh in God. that book, one of the prime examples that he used. Yeah, Bob, who wrote Seduction of the Innocent? Fuck, I don't know. Um, I, you I realize, know what I'm talking about, right? I didn't realize this was going to be a test. Why don't you just Google it? Because it's too dark here. It's too dark for Google. I think that's Surrey. Um, Frederick Wertham. 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 Yeah. But one of the prime examples of how comics were making our children gay was uh, <laughs> what did I just walk in on? <laughs> was uh, Batman and Robin and the fact that, you know, Bruce was this billionaire playboy and he only was ever seen with this young boy. In hot pants. In hot pants. Yeah. So. I mean I mean, you know, hot pants are pretty hot, is what yeah. I'm saying. And if I'm, I'm gonna hang I would fight crime in hot pants. I would do anything in hot pants. I think that would work to your advantage. Yeah, but in, in with a bright red shirt, a yellow cape, and those you know like neon green shorts. I mean, I cut the grass in short shorts. I go to the gym sometimes in short shorts. Are they, I mean, jean, I necessarily, are they jean cutoffs? Uh, some days, some That's days awesome. I go Diamond Dallas Page style, and I wear like <laughs> tape on my ribs. <laughs> So would Batman and Robin be as successful if Robin had been wearing, you know, George cutoffs? I mean, everything is more successful when you wear denim cutoffs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think history has t- history has told us anything, but he has the legs for it. So, yeah. especially with his little, I mean, the weirdest part about Robin's outfit is the little elf shoes, which I don't yeah. get. It's the uh, stop, Ben. They're like, uh, <laughs> they're early day Uggs. It looks yeah. Like. Yeah, like they're weird, like like uh, Peter Pan shoes. Everything yeah. else is pretty. I mean, for a superhero, I guess normal. I mean, but it's just the the shoes. I just don't. Understand. Well, I love the logic though, because so the only part of Batman's original costume that was bulletproof was the bat signal, the bat symbol on his chest, which made and that's sense. why it had the yellow background yeah. because it would draw their eyes to that and they would shoot at that. But then you've got Robin with his bright yellow cape and red shirt, and it's like, okay, so he's the target now? Yeah. Shoot at him, and I'll take you out. Golly, Batman, are these guys? Ow, they're hurting me. I mean, it's a pretty good theory. Is like Robin's just kind of running. He's, de- he's Yeah, he's decoy. He's a meat shield. Well, wasn't that, though, on uh, – uh, a sexy, sexy meat shield. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Right, no, but, uh, okay, oh, the, there's the Animaniacs or whatever, or Tiny Toons. That was it. I love Tiny Toons. And, and they had uh, the, the, the Hampton was the pig, and uh, the uh, not Daffy Duck, but then the, the Kid Duck. And yeah, his name was, was like Doofy or whatever. But his thing was. I mean, uh, it was close enough. It should have been. It was Dolores. And he, so he had his Batman. Rhymes with uh, a part of a fem- female anatomy. Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. But he had. Dolores. Uh, Mulva? <laughs> Mulva. Well, there, there was uh, Dit, but there was. Um, 
the whole thing with he had like his little Batman character. Dolores! And he had the uh, Hampton was his sidekick decoy. You're my target. I can't remember. Or decoy, the, the boy target. The boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Say, boys, look it? look who we got ourselves here. Better. Where are all the white women at? I'm not. I'm not even looking. I'm. I. I have that page not on my page, so I can't even see you. All right, I'm trying to get it to come. Ben, up. It looks like you there. broke into somebody's house to record. Yeah, like it's really weird, man. Like I'm I, not looking you're, at you. You're smelling their pants. Yeah. My my wife. My, my Wi-Fi is not exactly what you would call good, so I had to go somewhere else. It's best we don't talk about it. That's uh, weird. It's freaking me out. But anyway, um, before we go on with Dork Trek and talk about this episode, which is Bar Association, which a pretty good episode, mm-hmm. what, did you, what did you guys think of the Discovery trailer from San Diego Comic-Con? I cannot wait. See how my – just the mention – of discovery Your whole light up do you guys it, remember that video for criminal by fiona apple that's what this reminds me of for with ben because it it keeps getting lighter and darker and like it's real shady looking is there an background. alligator gonna show up yeah. at some point <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh discovery how'd you feel about the new the new uh the new trailer i look badass okay so here's the thing is since the first lenny kravitz video that i ever saw <laughs> Years ago, I've both had a crush on him and loved his music. Okay. And the fact that they used Fly that was Away. the first video you saw. Processing. Like, are you going to go my way? Probably. Are you going to go my yes. way? Yep, that, that would be, yeah. See, I'm, I it was on his, Japanese MTV. I liked his stuff before that. Like, I was into, like, Mama Said and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It ain't over. the same album. No, no, no. Are you going to go my way is a different record. Is it? Mama Said is a record called Mama Said. It's my Mama Said. I could have swore that was on the same album. No, that's well, always on the run. Um, uh, mm. Which one is I'm Black Velvet? Always Hover on team? the run. Always that, on the run. With Let Love Rule. Is that on? Are you that's a good record. That's a good, now I got to look it up. That's a good song. Yeah. I mean, I have all of them now, but it's just that that was, you know, my farm boy ass coming off the farm going, oh, what is this? Lenny Kravitz is a handsome guy. And he's like 54. I mean, it always goes back to it. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but black don't crack. Yeah. I mean, it just don't. I mean, like, look at Sam Jackson's 90 years old. At least. Uh, Mama Said came out in 1991 featuring Fields of Joy, Always on the Run, It Ain't Over Till It's Over were the singles on that one. Mm-hmm. And then Are You Gonna Go My Way came out in 1993. And that had, are you going to go my way? Believe, heaven help. Is there love in your heart? Um, yeah. So I was back in, I listened to Lenny Kravitz back in like 91. Brah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I had heard the name because I knew he was dating uh, Lisa Bonet. And he was also, his mama was on the Jefferson. His mama was the, uh, was uh, uh, Jenny's mom on uh, Jefferson's. People yeah. don't like Lenny. Like critics don't really like Lenny Kravitz, but I've, yeah. I've always thought Lenny Kravitz was pretty good. Really? Yeah, like I'm looking at some of the records, like uh, for Mama Said, uh, C minus from Entertainment Weekly, Chicago Tribune gave it two and a half stars, um, Rolling Stone gave it three stars, and then Are You Gonna Go My Way is um, well, all, I guess Entertainment Weekly gave it a B. 
Rolling Stone three-stars, Village Voice gave it a bomb symbol. I don't know what that means. Is that good? I don't know. It's too cool. That's too cool for me. But yeah, Lenny Kravitz never really, um, I think people thought he was biting too much, too much style, if you will. That was right in the middle of the whole grunge explosion, too. So he kind of got overshadowed a little bit by that. Yeah, he kind of went a different way with it, which I thought well, was kind of cool. I mean, he had this whole funk sound that, that people, I don't think, were prepared to yeah. hear. If you It didn't have cool. a widespread appeal. No. Kind of the, the way that some other music did. Yeah, it was very much, but it was very much stylized for a different time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some of Lenny Kravitz's stuff sounded like it would have been better suited in like the 70s as opposed to like grungy rock stuff. Yeah. He's got a new record coming out in 2018 called Ray's Vibration. I'd like to see what that's all about. Like R-A-Y apostrophe S vibration? R-A-I-S-E. Ray's R-A-I-S-E. Ray's Vibration. Yes. Not Ray's Vibrator. No, not Ray's Vibrator. Racial Ray. Racial Ray. No, but as far as though him his song being on the discovery promo. Yeah, that was I, weird. I, I think it, no, I think it fit perfect. I, I was loving it. That really? It gave you the, 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 the energy that, that, that promo needed. That I felt to me like they were trying to bridge the Kelvin universe films into it because they yeah, never would have done they, that for what any of the other prime universe shows. <sighs> no, see, because they use shitty no, uh, see. <laughs> music on, on Kelvin universe. Like they the picked Beastie like, Boys. The Beastie Boys? Yeah, they pick the weakest song from the Beastie Boys and then just play the same song fucking over and over. Whereas that was, that was kind of dumb, but yeah, whatever. And I, I guess so wasn't tired. the other one Public Enemy? Didn't they play Public Enemy in the uh, third? I don't one? remember that. I haven't seen the third one yet. But I just it's not bad. It's it's one of those things where I get kind of tired of of movies or TV shows that are set in the future, and then they hear something from contemporary times, and it's like, oh, you're listening to classical music. No, well, they did that. They, well, they did. I mean, Black Eyed Peas were huge on the ship in in that big party. I, and, and, and I don't think they would I, call it classical music, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, Just because it's old doesn't mean it's classical. Exactly. But I, I still remember on an episode of Doctor Who from the 60s, they're, they're – you know, some kids from like the 30th century and they're going through the scanner and there's an episode of the, uh, some uh, variety show from England and the Beatles are the guest stars huh. and they're singing. And it's actually the only recording from, because the episode, the variety show, all those tapes got destroyed. So this clip from Dr. Who is the only clip from that show with the Beatles appearance. But anyway, and somehow it didn't get destroyed. And, with all and the other, yeah, all the other stuff that got yeah. burned out. Somehow, some way. But um, so when the girl sees it, she's like, oh, the Beatles. Yeah, we studied those in classical music class. And um, it's like, come on. It's just just stop. Just, I mean, it's it's got to be hard, though. I mean, it's not like. 20th century pop music. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, too, though, I mean, like if I'm. I remember being in high school, right? And like we were having a party. We weren't going to turn on. 400 year old music <laughs> to get down with like oh you know like yeah so that was the one part about discovery that i thought was odd that they'd be liking because i mean nobody likes black eyed peas now like that they shit make, they make the comeback in the 23rd century yeah, except your fucking mom maybe will i am gets frozen with fucking um with yeah. with uh with your man con with, yeah with con <laughs> And they unfreeze him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm big now. Yeah, check me out. I'm fucking Will I Am." What did what was the was it? <laughs> Fergie uh, was on the ship, son. <laughs> Pluto Nash. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, I tried. And uh, I want to say it was Moore. Is that the guy's name? Uh, Jay Moore. Yes. Jay Moore. 
and he's like a lounge singer and he's like stupid popular, but it's because he's singing all these old Frank Sinatra and, um, you know, those kind of crooner hits mm-hmm. yeah. and like Michael everybody, Bublé. Cause everybody's forgotten them. In so he was the, a forerunner. Yes. Yeah, so he was a forerunner to Michael Bublé. Cause that's all he did. Michael Buble. But anyway, so Discovery looks good. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, the Pike uniforms look I'm, dope. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I just, all I want, right, is is one line. What's that? some One line of dialogue. Well, okay. I just suck my dick. <laughs> just so that they say, why, you know, why the uniforms are different. Oh, you know, I, you know, the boys over on the heavy cruisers get to wear the, the nice uniforms or blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, some, yeah. some. Oh, you mean like between that. the ships? Yeah, yeah. yeah just See, that's the thing, because when they had the Battle of the Binary Stars, everybody was wearing the same uniforms. Exactly. So it just might be a transitional period, you know. It's, Maybe there's. It's like when, when they, because they changed the Air Force, you know, all the military changed like their utility uniforms mm-hmm. over the last 20 years or whatever. But they kind of phased it in, like as I mean, old could, ones got turned in. You got new ones or whatever. So I mean, but couldn't it be something as simple as like that's like a combat uniform that they're wearing because they were at war? Maybe the Enterprise is off to do something. But like, they weren't at war to start with. They're not a military organization. No, but you know what I'm saying. But maybe that's like a combat uniform, where as opposed to the Enterprise, that the orange, the yellow one he had on was like maybe like a more of a dress uniform. Is, yeah, but that's what they wore through the original series. So you're saying the original series were in their dress uniforms all the time? Is he, uh, is he wearing the gold I mean, ones throughout bed, the trailer? Bed, bed, I don't remember. Bed, bed. Oh, I'm no, just, I think at I'm one bed. point during the trailer, he puts on a Discovery uniform. I'm just yeah. throwing out suggestions here, buddy. No need to get all snippy with me. I'm <laughs> oh, so you're saying during the original series, they were wearing dress uniforms all the time, you fucking asshole? I'm, 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 not, I'm not getting snippy. <laughs> they could have been. I don't know. But anywho. Um, yeah. Watch it. I'm excited to... Uh, I mean, Spock's got to be in it. Nope. They mentioned him. I mean, they mention him, don't they? So here, here's the good thing. It's kind of about him, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like it's well, about yeah, Spock. So you can spend the entire season looking for Spock. So search yeah. for Spock <gasps> 2? This is Before? the original search for Spock with red matter appearing throughout the galaxy. <gasps> He's getting lost all the Everything comes time. together. I don't know. Do you think it's going to be uh, Zachary uh, Quinto or whatever his name is? Think about it. Well, one, Zachary Quinto would be too old. And then two, um, they've recast. don't age that fast, though. But they recast uh, Pike. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a new Pike, so it only stands to reason we'd have a new Spock, a new Kirk. Just, you know, there's going to be the TV versions. That that would have to be like, you know how they kept Voke and Tyler's casting – kind of they try to throw us off so we yeah. know they, what was going on with it they probably have to do the same kind of thing with spock they're, they, they're not going to let us know that there's somebody cast for spock but it's going to be like a surprise you know they're sneaking well, somebody on set guys to, it's to me film the scenes there, there's oh, really was that the deal so they could use the two penis that's i <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's if so i'm more than happy it's to, me they yeah. they they contacted me last year and was like hey look we're sorry we stole your two penis bit how would you feel about being spock and i was like you know what man i said i think ben would be a better spock and they were like yeah but he's kind of obnoxious sometimes and like I don't know if we, <laughs> much like spock <laughs> i don't think we want to work with a guy like ben he seems a little a little off kilter at points and like i don't want him to come on set and yell about the uniforms not looking yeah, right and stuff you're a performance tonight is exhibit a of that thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying like, how much i'm happy with it but no, I'm, i was like no i think it should be ben and they were like we'll talk and then they called back and they were like 
yeah, uh, we talked to some of Ben's people, and uh, he just, you know. And I said, okay, if Ben doesn't want, I, I had certain you didn't want to do it, they said you didn't want to do it, so I said I would do it. But I guess they didn't really offer it to you, so it was all a lot. Well, no, we, we couldn't meet. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> we, we couldn't meet in the middle with a lot of... Uh, May the force be with you. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you had a bunch of writing demands. <laughs> yeah. Spock would never say this. Look, this has to happen. That has to happen. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did want uh, input uh, on some of the, the script uh, edits. Um, I, I wanted uh, final approval on any dialogue that I... Uh, <laughs> this is trash. Yeah. I refuse to speak this filth. God. <laughs> but um, no, one of the, there is already shaping up to be a, a Valk, uh situation with fake actor name. Um, the, because the character who plays the Saurian, the lizard dude that we see in the turbo lift at the end of the uh, trailer, uh-huh. yeah. uh, the actor's name who's under all that makeup is, they're saying an obvious made up name. Gene Hackman. <laughs> and that, that's going to be the re- reveal as at the end of the season. He's just going to take the mask and go, Rah! it's Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. And that's Lenny. why I'm watching. That's Lenny. why they were able to use his music. Yeah. Is, that's what, yeah, yeah. He's in the show. That'd be cool. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz is black. Spot. Well, he, he shows up, exposes his dick to everybody. <laughs> his leather you? pants split. It's like, yeah. look at me. Look how handsome I am. I'm down for that. Beautiful. They should have sent a poet. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend if you haven't seen the trailer that you go out to the YouTubes and watch the trailer. Yeah, it's good. And then, I mean, Comic-Con this year had a lot of good trailers. Yeah, but I only want to focus on the Star Trek one. But the Discovery, yeah, blew it away for me. Yeah, I was really excited. So I'm glad. That it was, Dis- my, it was the fa- my favorite of the trailers that I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. When is it coming back? January. Jan- I gotta wait till fucking January Early 2019. Yeah, yeah. So in December, I'll be signing up again for CBS All Access <laughs> to do my rewatch of season one. Yeah. I'm going to be. Somebody was saying, "Oh, you know, to show how uh, successful CBS All Access is, go to Memory Alpha and look at any of the episode descriptions for uh, these episodes versus any of the TNG or Toss episodes." It's like Those yeah, episodes they, are forty years old. Exactly. It's like they've had time to watch, rewatch, write doctoral, you know, dissertations on this thing. Yeah, like that's and that's part of the reason why when we started doing this podcast, why I wanted to start with like TNG and move that way because I just felt like the the TOS thing was kind of beaten into the ground. Like everybody. Like you said, they're kids that yeah. probably wrote their fucking college dissertations on Star Trek episodes. And, like, and how much, how much um, of that information is stuff that came out over the con circuit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Discovery is just going through their first con cycle, basically, with the yeah. show having been released. So now people are getting the insider stories of, you know, production stories or casting issues I'm- or whatever. I'm that, just now getting. We've story. already known for years for TOS. And well, no, but I'm as as deep into the shit as I am with TOS. Listening to this uh, audio shit, man. I'm in the well, shit. This, this this 50 year voyage uh, book. I'm in volume two now. Is that the book about Coolio? No, no, no. It's Come the book about uh, the history, unauthorized history of Star Trek. Song? It's not the 50th anniversary of Coolio's song "Fantastic Voyage" and the behind the scenes making of "Fantastic Voyage." <laughs> but it uh i would it, read that book i'm finding I'm the right sample for it was very difficult <laughs> because we had a lot of 
legal issues. <laughs> who, who sang that originally? Is it the Commodores? Or I don't think it was the Commodores. It's uh, somebody. I can't remember who it is. I don't know. I'll look. I right, keep going, Ben. I'm sorry. The Fort Topless. Well, no, and it's just that I'm still learning all kinds of crap that's going on behind the scenes with the original series and you know, the next generation with some of these interviews because now it's 50 and 40 years later and people are like, oh, yeah, I hated that guy. That guy was a piece of shit. He treated everybody like shit, and uh, I, I wanted to piss on his grave at some point. And it's just like, go, dude, you hold grudges just like me. That's that's great. Uh, and the the original band that sang Fantastic Voyage was Lakeside. No. Lakeside. Well, Lakeside. A Lakeside. Lakeside. Lake, they're out of Dayton, Ohio. Fantastic Voyage is a song by Dayton, Ohio-based group Lakeside. Huh. 1980. Huh. I thought it was older than that. Come along and ride on a fantastic verse. Slide, ride, slide. They, well, they, they were putting out records. 1977 was their first album. 1990 was their last record. Wow. I mean, that's Jesus. pretty. They had a, I they had a heard record. of Lakeside before. They had a record called Rough Riders. <laughs> Is it spelled R U F F R Y D E R S? It's funny enough as it is. It's funny enough as it is. Rough Riders. Uh, yeah, so that's that's was, that. Was DMX's dad in this band? Yes. <laughs> Rough Riders. So yeah, there you go. Fantastic Voyage was sung by Lakeside. Lakeside. No, all right, we never would have guessed that in a million years. I, no. Oh. And I'm okay. And I'm okay with taking a while to get to the episode. I mean, this episode's kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah, the B story tonight was very weak. Yeah, about Worf just being a grumpy old Worf. <laughs> Although yeah. I will say, anti-social Worf is the best Worf for me. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Dennis. I, I really enjoy anti-social Worf. I think he's cool. Yeah. Um, he's real grumpy and real, real gruff and real mean, and he hates living on the space station, which I think is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. uh, for this kind of program again, because everyone just kind of takes their orders on star Trek in stride. And he's like, I fucking hate this place. (laughs) Like all you guys are dicks and I don't want to be here. And everything's always broken. Everything's broken and it smells and there's crime. It's like Worf is like mad about having to live in a shitty neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he, well, he came from the plaza. I mean, you know, he was living at the Marriott and, uh, well, I think he would be okay with living in a shitty neighborhood if he could kill his shitty neighbors. You know? <laughs> we saw how well that went when he tried to kill his brother. Yeah. This yeah, is a I private wonder, matter. I wonder how much of this is a holdover from the pre- last episode because his brother was like, oh, you got your soft bed and you know it's all comfortable here in your quarters. Yeah. Now, like, Dennis, what up, Tommy Todd? We didn't have you on the show last week, but what did you think of uh, the the episode last week? What would you give that score? Uh, it was a three. <laughs> no, so you it, did it listen like to a, our episode. Yeah, assholes. <laughs> I was singing your praises as usual, Dennis. I'm I your know. biggest fan. I know, Mr. Mr. Darkside over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's real creepy. No, it's like a seven. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Yep. Tony Todd, man, he's great. He's great. I, I can't. I can't turn down any episode with Tony Todd. Yeah, that's he's two great. in this season. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question: Was one of the workers on today's episode uh, Rom's son? No. Okay. So here is the fun thing about that. Uh oh. That I love guy, fun things. Okay. So that guy um, actually uh, 
was a character actor on a lot of shows back in the 80s and 90s. And one of the shows, I mean, he had been on uh, Boy Meets World okay. as a friend of Corey, right, right. of the star. Um, all through the first run of DS9, I always thought that the kid playing Rom was the kid from Boy Meets World. Ah, uh, okay. But it wasn't. And so tonight, all through the episode, I'm thinking that this kid is the kid who plays Rom. Yeah. And they changed the makeup somehow. Yeah. But it wasn't Aaron Eisenberg. It not was not Rom. Uh, uh, it was not Rom. Uh, Nog. 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 I thought because yeah. the whole episode, I'm like, that's fucking Nog. Like they just don't want to yeah. hire another actor. What a bunch of dicks. I just thought they changed his nose and, and his lobes a little bit and said, oh, it's yeah, it's not Nog. But no, it was uh, it was a different actor. What's the character's Jay- name? Not Nog. Yeah, not yes, not. It was not I think not. he's actually Gimp. Yeah, his name was Grimp. G R I M P. Okay. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Quark had so many employees. Yeah. Yeah. So many Ferengi employees. Yeah. Well, we've seen them in the background all over the. You know, yeah, but I mean, like these many. people. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, if you're a Ferengi waiting ball, like waiting tables, you're not doing well in your Ferengi life. Well, that was one of the things that he bring. You know, when Nog, when they said they go seize their accounts, he's like, hey, you know, if if you really had any accounts, uh, would you be here? So. It's kind. Of, I mean, the episode's kind of a one-beat pony. Like, Rom is mad. Uh, that he never gets any time off and any of this stuff, and because he he gets he's sick. sick, yeah, he yeah. gets this weird ear infection because he keeps From beating off too much. <laughs> I mean, that was the, the fact that he admits to, just, you know, rubbing his ears, rubbing those lobes. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've been getting too much umats lately. Oh, who's the lucky girl? Oh no, no girl. <laughs> me. I'm the lucky girl. Yeah, but Unless it's you um, want to help me? I mean, I think we it's all just creepy. It That's is really creepy. creepy. That's uh, like basically sticking your crotch out at a lady, telling her yeah. to, to jerk rub you it, off. Rub it. I, but I mean, I do think, I mean, as a teenager, I remember that I've masturbated so much my dick hurt, right? Like, I think it happens to everybody, yeah. right? Like, I don't think I ever had Are you trying to set your daily record? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> now, what was your daily record, Dennis? Do you remember? Uh, it's probably like around four. That's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, it it does get painful at that. Yeah, point. like you're, it's like you're just pulling out knee cartilage at some point. Yeah. It's coming out of your penis. It just, no. just come. Oh, stop already! When I was working from home, doing <laughs> comic full time, I was home alone for about nine to twelve hours. <laughs> That's a lot of jerking off. If you want to know a daily record, take a twenty-six inch monitor <laughs> and all the free porn you can find. So Dennis said his record was about four. What's your record, Ben? Six. Six. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. A lot of Gatorade. (laughs) That is a lot of hydration. You got to stay hydrated, Dennis. That's the secret. I want to say. But the thing is, is what gets you off on that first run is like your generic, you know, it's like, oh, there's a hot couple. By the third one, there's chicks dressed up like clowns and hamster balls <laughs> with guys dressed up like Batman. Well, see, I mean, this is back in the day. I was working off of like Ebony Magazine and. Uh... <laughs> oh, pre internet. Uh, you know, the I. TV Guide, you know? Yeah. Victoria's Secret was a, a, a distant, you know, dream. Yeah, we yeah. didn't get that in our house. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, at that time, you know, I m- may have been lucky to have gotten two or three. Yeah, I used to masturbate watching like exercise shows back in the day. Like, yeah. like those are good ones. Yeah. On ESPN in the mornings, they always had like the what was her name? Keanu uh, Tom. 
Well, they had her. Yeah, they had her. She was like the hard body show, but then they had the other old Lee Sally Austin or whatever her name was. Or she I, was I the, just, just yeah, I, to point out that this is disgusting. Yeah. Without Ginny on the show to balance yeah. this out. No, nah, it's not. I mean, whatever, man. We're just talking about beating off. Disney is going to pull our contract. Oh, I mean, no. This is, this is bad. But yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I, th- I think my record is about four. I mean, that's a lot of masturbating in one it day. Is. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, but it, it takes a toll on you. It does. Like no, the I first mean, two aren't that bad, but no. then getting through that third one. I mean, some of these it's though, are, it's it's like you know, you, you you wake up and you need something to jumpstart the day, so you do it. Nothing better. You know, you take care of that <laughs> situation, and then at night you're like, oh, I need something to wind down. So you, and it's like, how can it's it's like the perfect thing. It's it's you can use it to spin up or to spin down. I mean, what's better? Yeah, nothing. I got to agree with you. You're exactly right. But I mean, mean, squeaking six in in a day, that's once every four hours at least. That's really good. You you don't sleep. (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying no in in a 12 hour period. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's, it's not that bad. That's a lot of penis touching. And in the last one takes a lot longer than the first one. And like I said, you need some (laughs) really weird shit on the screen to, uh, you know, nothing illegal, just, yeah. But again, I think the point of this is I've never done it so much that I get like a weird infection on my ding dong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is that the, is, is, I, I wasn't really paying attention. That's why he got the ear infection. Yeah. From, yeah. from tugging. Yeah. Okay. He, was t- he was tugging. Unless he just brought it up just to see if, if Lita would actually jerk him off. Yeah. yeah right there in the middle Out of the bar. A pity jerk. Hey, too, we've seen people rub lobes a lot. I mean, too seen, much jerking off. But, I mean, I didn't even know that she and Julian were that serious at this point. Me either. This is, what, the third time we've seen her? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but she doesn't seem like Julian's kind of girl. Yeah. Meaning, I, I think Julian's just going to hump her and be like, yeah, I'm good. And then he's going to ghost her. Yeah, I think Julie, he's definitely going to ghost her. She's a comfort comfort girl yeah. for him. He's like, let me, here, put these, let me draw some spots on you. Like, what are you doing? I want to draw some spots on you. She's a slump buster. Yeah, totally. So whenever, oh, yeah. whenever things aren't going well, he's like, oh, yeah. Got to call the old slump buster. <laughs> yep. Not really working for me right now. Was that in Bull Durham? Where they brought that up? The slump buster? I don't remember. I think it might be. But that might be the first place I heard it. The old slump buster. I'm Googling it right now. Uh, I don't know where it's from. Slump buster. Sometimes you got to do it. I mean, I always believed in the evolutionary theory of dating, where if you dated someone, like you kind of start off low and then you can get to where you want to go. Because if you're dating someone, you automatically become more attractive to other people. So you yeah. might as well just kind of move your way up the corporate ladder, if you will, yeah. right? Yeah, I feel like he was able to close at least one deal. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got something going on, right? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Worf's being a tool, and Rom's mad because he doesn't get any sick days, so he goes on strike, and Worf just continues being a tool. Yeah, Quark's kind of a extra quirky, too. Yeah. He's Mr. Super Frankie in this episode. He was kind of over the top. I was like, has he always been this level of Scrooge? Yeah. And we just never noticed it before. Yeah. So I tweeted, I called him Scrooge McCork. I think he reminded me of. That's good. I think he has his tendency sometimes, but of course it's got to be extra thick for this one. But I mean, he has kind of, I think he was being a little too mean to Rom. 
Because, I mean, yeah. Rom's a sympathetic character. you got to like Rom. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Although I will chalk it up, too, because of the, that uh, uh, Bajoran festival. Like, mm-hmm. there's no business. That's going to irritate Corp yeah. even more. So. I get it. I can, I can understand. He's under a lot of pressure. He's, you know, people don't understand the pressure that the boss has. Yeah. I mean, he's got to make sure that there's enough business coming in so he can keep these guys paid. It's true. It's, it's... But, how, you know, it's been a while that he's, he's opened the bar there, you know, and this is an annual festival, so he should have a business yeah. plan that compensates for that. Have we dealt with this festival before, or has it always happened over the summer break previous years? Yeah, this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah, the only other one I think we saw was the one where they burned this shit in the fire. Like yeah. their secrets or whatever. Yeah, their <laughs> secrets. Dirty little secrets. <laughs> I gotta burn my secrets. Yeah. I take I my secrets. <laughs> I keep my secrets in the dark with me. <laughs> I masturbated to him killing a hobo. <laughs> oh my god, this is weird. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta just wink it. at each other across a fire. Same secret. <laughs> Same secret, different POV. All these secrets are just kind of about us masturbating while that guy killed somebody. It's, you know, it's kind of simple, I guess, but whatever. I was jerking off to you telling your secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now. But that's right now. Oh, yeah. Wait, we're not supposed to burn Kleenexes. What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, shut up. Nobody asked you. Get out of here. Go away. Do you have any hand lotion? My, My palms are dry as fuck. I don't know. You guys got to go away. This is the fourth one I've done today. This is really hard for me. And I got to tell you what, man. Um, O'Brien's real annoying in this episode. He's real and Irish and real annoying. And like, why is it got to be? Why does he think he's related to every famous Irish person in the whole wide world? Well, that's, I mean, literally what O'Brien, the, the O'Brien surname comes from. Are the sons of Brian Brock. Come on, man. Don't give me that shit. Now, his next thing, so, he, he going to tell me he related to the Lucky Charms guy. <laughs> I mean, Lucky? <laughs> Lucky the Leprechaun? Lucky O'Brien. I don't know if he knew that. That was his name. <laughs> the Lucky O'Brien Charms. I don't know. Where are that? Uh, Irish Spring. That's me too. Uh, Irish O'Brien Spring. Yep, that's me. Yeah. And uh, the Who song was supposed to be Bob o- O'Brien instead yeah. of Bob O'Reilly. But yeah. why has the sing issues gotten Yeah, away, it got so. a little too much. It was getting out yeah. of control there for a while. But that's me. They had to lay low. There's a right. That was during the trouble, so they had to lay low. You know that auto parts store O'Reilly? It was really O'Brien, but they changed oh, it. I mean, we O'Brien. We were just the jingle. Yeah. Remember that other uh, that restaurant, O'Charlie's? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> O'Brien. Yep, it's all me. Oh. Yep. I do like how he says he likes it better on the station because shit breaks. Well, I mean, he's just being honest. He's like, yeah, on the Enterprise. Do you not? And it, it ties right into uh, O'Brien at work, the comic uh, strip. <laughs> yeah, he's just bored. Out bored. I, I get just standing in the transporter room waiting for something to break. But even that's better than having to spend time with Keiko. Yeah, right. anything is. And and War, it's fun because War feels the exact opposite way. Like Warf is this pampered, like diva superstar, and O'Brien just likes being in the shit. Yeah. It's like, dude. I mean, you you grew up in Russia. In communist Russia. <laughs> well, yeah, because that the uh, was it first season of TNG or was it first season or second season? I think first his first season, uh, naked now, um, soaking wet. The the science vessel that they come across was the uh, USS uh, Sikorsky. Yes, and it was commissioned in the USSR. In Soviet Russia, we the vessels commission us. The USSR. 
Well, yeah. on its commissioning plaque, it was, you know, it gave, no, you know, like. That's not a lot know. of foresight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, y'all. Well, no. And so you if, never know. if these are documentaries from the future, then at some point. Uh, so something happened between the first episode of TNG and the fall of the Soviet Union that changed history. Yes. It was this episode because people saw that the USSR would last until the 24th century. And that's what caused the uh, uprisings. But then you've got uh, on the first, it was a first or second season of enterprise. Um, Tucker and uh, the captain are talking about when they were in the boy scouts. And yes. See, yeah. Now it's the scouts, the scouts, and there's no boy scouts anymore. So at some point, we could change it back. Well, that's the thing, according to the fact that... Shit's uh, supposed to get real bad pretty soon, so... Real bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good, like World War Three bad soon. I mean, yeah. like, every day that's I look at... the next 30 years. Every day, I mean, it's going to happen sooner than that, the way we're going. We've got to start expanding those uh, urban uh, containment areas that um, Cisco... The sanctuary cities. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, every day I read the news, things get weirder and weirder. And I'm thinking, like, oh, we're going to be getting closer to World War III sooner than we know. Yeah. You're going to tweet in all caps one time too many. Yep. Just because, yeah, just uh, scary. But whatever. At least we have Star Trek. (laughs) At least we have Star Trek. It's great. Um, Everything gets better. Yeah. There actually might be a future. (laughs) yeah right i mean we got to go through a lot of shit to get there Um, it's been a long road it's been a long road getting from there to here been a long road yeah i'm glad we got to see some nausicans too i was like when the nausicans show up yeah oh throwing darts at each other that was just just being all metal yeah. Cool behind the scenes thing, uh, and I don't know their names, but it's listed online. But um, the two Nosskins are played by professional dart players. I think it's uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, their names. <laughs> but that was the whole thing was just so they could have the scene with him throwing darts at each other. They got professional dart players, and that way that you know you you reduce the the danger level of somebody putting an eye out. Well, you definitely need professional dart players, but I mean, that's still rather impressive. The fact that they were throwing darts at each other in that makeup and not hurting one another. Right. Professionals. Like, but still though, I mean, I imagine having on that type of apparatus would still kind of limit your dart dice or a dart tossing yeah. capability. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had the range of motion to kick Quark's ass. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's pretty easy, though. Uh, let's let's get some guys to dress up as Nosikins and throw darts at each other. <laughs> I would love to. Nosikins are awesome, by the way. That'll be the next Tidewater Comic Con panel. It'd just be a, a Nosikin dart throwing contest. Bunch of dudes. Yeah. Just, you, you have to cosplay as a Nosikin. You have to sign this waiver. Otherwise, Federali is going to kick us out of the show. I love Nausicaans. They're, they're one of my favorite races. I would like to know more about them because they just look so metal, right? Mm-hmm. They're so fucking metal. And they're just hanging out and like throwing fucking uh, darts at each other. It's really great. Yeah, like how did their society become spacefaring? You know? Yeah. Uh, they probably, you know, hitched a ride or they took somebody it came somebody. to their planet and they killed them and figured out how to find <laughs> their spaceship. They just reverse engineered it. Hey, I think we got this. 
listen, nerd, you're going to take me over there to the space station. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Yeah. Actually, it's more like, you play dumb chat. <laughs> I'll stab you in the fucking chest. Give me your ship or else, nerd. The card wouldn't happen that, though. Yeah. So he got stabbed in the chest. Get away from me, buddy. You can't have my ship, dickhead. And they stabbed him in the chest. He laughed. It, I mean, that is pretty bulls <laughs> their, their metalness just rubs off on everybody around them. Yeah, like, uh, dude, you just stabbed me in the chest, and now I'm laughing in your face. Yeah. That you, was become, you become metal as you die from the Nausicans. Like game recognized game. Picard. Yeah, the Nausicans are by far the most metal race in space. Like they're clearly like see, that, that's that's sad because it used to be the Klingons. No, nah, they're not. But I mean, the Klingons are more like when I say metal, what I'm saying is like kind of like fighting and chaotic and and kind of anarchist and just kind of like crazy looking yeah. dudes. They don't care about honor. They don't care about anything. They're nihilists. Yeah, they just want to fucking that's metal headbang. They throw marmots in your tub. And yeah, like yeah. They stab people in the chest. Like they don't give a fuck. They're just metal. We go well, money, Lebowski. <laughs> nice marmot. <laughs> we Take don't it, care you're not about, a golf fan. We don't care about anything. <laughs> now that's I, I want the Nausicans to sound like the nihilist from that. I mean, they might. They don't talk, which is kind of rad too. Like right? we, the only one who talked talk. was when he stabbed Picard, and he was like, "Fuck you!" and then stabbed him in the chest. <laughs> And that's all you really need to say when you're going to stab somebody in the chest. But then, to be fair, Picard did laugh in his face, which is pretty badass. I mean. Yeah. That's how you get to be a chat each one day. That's a great episode. It is. You know, I was tweeting earlier that DS9 is, my fa- is, is the best Star Trek. But I still love me some TNG. But, I mean, that's like my daughter is my best kid, but I love all my kids. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that. I to, oh. Okay. We, can, we can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to leave it there for prosperity. So when the kids are in therapy later, they'll be like, this is why, Dad. Yeah. It was episode 287. Episode 286 where you said that you love our sister more than us. No, I just said she was better than you. No, oh, you're digging your grave. Thank I, you for I, clarifying. I love them all the same. It's just that she's the smart one. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, I don't feel that way about anybody. Oh. I love everybody equally, Jack. Well, I mean, I, I also love my son. I mean, he's pretty grad. You have lots of sons. Exactly. So I let them fight about which one I'm talking about. You got about. like 30 of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, the, this, this, I mean, there's stuff not to like about this episode, but it's still pretty good. See, here's the thing is it was it was kind of playing as like a joke. But then at the same time, it 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 was a good exploration of workers' rights and yeah. standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but so it, you know, it's one of those that sci-fi thing of sneaking a, a a message through you know a story. It just seemed like uh, Rom went away for college and met this handsome young socialist who <laughs> kind of gave him all these ideas. And then he came back and he's just reading from the manifesto. He did, Julian. Time, you know? He met Julian and he yeah. came back and he was all like, wow, this is the way it should be. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a good character arc for Rom. Like he's not like, he's not just quirk stupid little brother anymore yeah. like he's got i guess that's the whole point of this episode right yeah. find a way that he doesn't work at the bar anymore that he starts using his engineering skills for 
for good. They're kind of making it more interesting, which I'm always cool with. And it's cool that they even took the time out of the series to go, hey, you know what? We should do a, a ROM episode. Like, really, yeah. man? Like, are you serious? Like, yeah, let's do a ROM episode where, like, he starts a union and then cool shit happens to him. And then, like, you, you're proud of ROM at the end of the episode, oddly, and then he leaves Quarks and becomes a fucking tech guy like all right whatever well i mean that was one of the things that when i was reading the the background on this where they were saying that going into this the the actor was like oh you know you have him quitting the bar and that's gonna you know we'll never see him again i'll never get another check you're you're gonna just destroy the character and then you know at the end of the series he's like that was the best thing that ever happened it let him grow so much and that's the beginning of it and the same thing when nog the uh when aaron uh when Nog goes off to Starfleet Academy, Aaron was like, oh, this is the end of Nog. We'll never see him again. It's going to destroy the character. Yeah. Odo said the same thing when he met his people. They told Renee that, oh, yeah, this season Odo's going to meet, you know, his, uh, where he comes from. And My people. What a bunch of fucking insecure actors. Yeah. On the show. I mean, well, you know, I mean, they can write you <laughs> off at any time and you're done. Didn't, did they not get seven-year contracts? Yeah. But it's just like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, not uh, Nog or... Uh, What's his name? Or Rom. Rom, yeah, because they were really? recurring. Yeah. They weren't regulars. But I mean, they like. They never become regulars? Like Rom, so. Rom mm-hmm. never becomes a regular? Rom never becomes a regular. I think at the, what, season seven, Garrick becomes a regular? Does he? Like, does oh. he get like headline? Uh... I don't know I don't, if he gets. I don't think I mean, so. I, I want to say he's in every episode of season seven. Well, yeah. So then did he get the same deal as uh, uh, Pulaski got? Where you know you do an also starring at the beginning of each episode. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, where he's not like in the, the masthead, but then after the teaser there's like uh starring, blah 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 or you know, also, also starring. Yeah, like um like the doctor on uh the original Lost in Space. What Dr. Uh, Dr. Yeah, Smith? Dr. Smith was like a special guest star because yeah. I guess at first he passed on the show and then uh he came on late and like I, I don't know i guess he wanted like a special guest star but so if you watch every episode he's the special guest star yeah originally uh they wanted carol o'connor to play the doctor huh. i'm glad they didn't get him meathead there <laughs> hey uh robot there i'm gonna kill you <laughs> oh you sniveling uh, meathead stifle <laughs> stifle yourself there robot <laughs> was he too busy with uh, in the heat of the night at the time that's why he didn't want to read that well no this was in the 60s like early 60s yeah. oh, he probably wasn't doing oh, yeah, shit he then. turned it down yeah, yeah. stifle yourself there robot there because <laughs> what was it 70 or 71 was when he picked up uh all in the family it was that early i thought it was much yeah. later than that mm. 70 71 I think they were filming in 70 and it premiered in 71 or something like that. Get out of town. I promise you. It's 70, yep, you're right. 1971. Look at you, Ben. You're so Boom. Sm- it's one of my favorite shows. You're so smart there, Ben. I used to watch the, uh, the episodes with my family and, and I was like, oh, wow, what a great parody of, of racist. And my uncles were going, that Archie, he's got some good ideas. <laughs> I like that Archie there. He's a real good guy, you see. Yeah. So... Uh, good series but yeah i liked uh i like this show man i think it's real good um this episode again again it gives uh rom some some beef some background some yeah. some stuff you see 
He definitely grows from this episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I had a lot of respect for Rom after watching this episode. Didn't like his eye makeup. His eyes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire fucking episode. Yeah, it was weird. He looked like Alice Cooper or something. Yeah. And then um, I would I would also say too that Odo's makeup looked like shit a couple times where like him and Worf were talking, mm-hmm. and at that one point, it's, it's just makeup just looked really bad. Yeah. And it's odd that you're. I'm starting to notice like the the idiosyncrasies of Odo's makeup well, from time there's to so time. much makeup that has yeah. to be done for these characters that it gets, it gets really noticeable. What blows me away though is, okay, so this is 95, 96 when this episode's done. So, uh, Odo yeah. was father Mulcahy in, uh, mash. And that was like 1970 when the movie came out. And so then it's like, okay, so this is, you know, 25 years after, after mash, not after mash, after, after mash, after, after mash, after movie mash. It's so an after mash, you know, and then, the movie mash, the movie mash. <laughs> so we're, you know, we're coming up on 50 years after, you know, mash was out and, you know, I'm running into Renee at cons and it's like, what the hell? Uh, and you guys are on a first name basis, which is pretty cool too. It, it is. I mean, you guys got, uh, LeVar, my yeah. best friend. Yeah. Who directed this episode, by the way, he did. That is a, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I, my best friend. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of that. You can tell by friend. how cool the episode was. Yep. He's my best friend. Well, that's, that's fine because, you know, I, like I was telling Renee the other day, I mean, the choices that you make early in your career will follow you, you know, for your whole career. And my best friend. My best friend. Our best friend. Uh, yes, our best friend. There were three best friends anybody could have. <laughs> Me, Dennis, and LeVar Burton. Yep. We are a tight. We're going to be friends. I'm, I'm going to tweet to LeVar and, and tell him that you guys do it. He'll, he'll tell you the truth. I'm like, oh yeah, goes, those guys are my friends. I have no idea who those people are. Yeah, I mean, he might forget because he's got a lot he of might, He might have you blocked, to be honest. Yeah, yeah he'd be like, you know what? After, I, after I remember this spot. guy. Yeah. I remember this guy. He's a maniac. No, no. Yeah. That's why I, I will use my, uh, my Sam Houston profile picture. Michael Sam Houston? No, with the, uh, the mustache and the hat and uh, that way he won't Fabulous Thunderbirds? Yes. <laughs> no not michael sam houston michael sam houston i have no idea who that is it's just a wrestler from the D- D- dusty roads talked about i sometimes i just my brain goes into dusty roads mode and i can't stop it or fight it and like there are just some I words that was a rick flair one no no that was michael sam houston that was that was <laughs> dusty roads Okay. Like sometimes my brain, like some words will just come out of my mouth. Not I, the free birds. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that one. Not the free birds. Not the road warriors. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of because yeah. he says not Michael Sam Houston too. No, no, no. This is um, Dusty Rhodes says something about Michael Sam Houston, <laughs> and he says it like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love uh, I love Dusty Rhodes. Not Harley Race. I was doing a, a Facebook Live the other night for the Kickstarter after Kevin was eating a bunch of hot food. And I came on and I totally did a wrestling promo because I was talking about how Kevin's got to do all these gimmicks to get across. And the only, the only thing, he and as hot baby as me, Jack, I ain't got to eat no fancy chips. What am hot peppers, baby, the hottest thing. 
<laughs> is this guy right here, mama? <laughs> like, and I just, it's not too, too much longer that that's going to be your normal speaking voice. I mean, it's going to happen. I think you should day. be happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be telling my kids, kids, you better get upstairs. They're going to be held to pay, Jack. You know, every time I've seen you do one of those. Heavy dues. We're going to pay some heavy dues. <laughs> those promos like that i am honestly jealous hmm. because that that's a the that one you had to have watched a significant amount of wrestling um but to to drop into that as as somebody who who bullshits for a living um i just i'm i'm jealous that you have that uh that channel that you can Don't turn be, to. it's my only skill like that's that's all, that's all i got like that's it like that's my only marketable skill I mean, well yeah but my thing is <laughs> I, I I can do Uncle Bill, I can do Nixon, and I can do, uh, you know, what, uh, Chief, uh, what's his nuts? Argyle. Argyle. I've been unemployed for seven Mark years. Mark Twain. That's enough. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Twain. Yeah, and that's going to be, that's the one fucking thing that everybody You can knows do Mark me. Twain and Samuel Clemens. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's impressive. Don't sell yourself short, friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the, the Sam Clemens route. Uh, I've started doing the storytelling uh, nights, and... Uh, so that that's that's coming together for me, um, in front of the crowd, telling intimate. Are you aspects. telling stories as Mark Twain? I hope so. No, no, I would I would drive to <laughs> the next one you do. Please do it as Mark Twain. Yeah, no, I've actually been Time asked. Was. Yeah, I I have to to not do a character, although I do kind of dip that's into no voices. Okay. Yeah, exactly right. So it's just you like, know what you tell them that like, do you know who I am? Now, we'll get, now you, we'll get you on the Moth Radio Hour. They don't have those kind of rules. Now, now little Miss Debbie here, you've told me I cannot do a character when I'm on stage here in your performance house, but I would say this is not a character so much as an aspect of the person who I am. This is an outrage. This is your, this is your real truth. <clears throat> this is my truth. This is an outrage. So far, I've done smell, sound, and uh, next month I'm doing touch. Touch my butt. Yeah. Are they all based on senses? Well, they're not, but it's just that the ones that I've been invited to just accidentally happen to have been. Tom was. She has assured me she's not doing this on, on purpose because my, uh, see, I'm doing one for taste in October. Taste my butt. <laughs> and I then I touch myself. And then finally I in Scandal. Myself. In December, I'm doing Scandal. So at finally getting away. TV from show? This. No. Danger. It'll be a story about a scandal in my life. Mm. Oh, scandals. Scandals? You do it about the bar scandals. Mm. There's a bar called Scandals in Virginia Beach. You should go there and check it out. It's pretty. And they come back and do a story about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Why isn't this working? I want to buy my Gen Con tickets. I'll have to figure this out later. It's not working. Time was. Time was a man could go to Gen Con with a couple of polyhedrals and just walk right on in. I'm really excited. I, can't, I, I get so tired though of hearing people on other podcasts. No, oh, there he goes. Break off with there it. He goes. You know, and and they do it so poorly. And, and oh, the, man, time it was a man on a riverboat could piss on a negro and be oh, happy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. That was that. That I've never said that. Jesus Christ! You, you don't get an excuse. Are people biting your style, Ben. I, that's I, what I that's i mean not. i mean i'm not gonna disagree with them I because mean, bone thugs and harmony are not happening bad at all bum, 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 I, I, was, I don't know how many times they've warned people not to bite their style i mean ben's <laughs> a goddamn genius so that's the truth i mean ben you're you're a you're a phenomenon in the podcasting industry i, I am i show up everywhere i mean you're great you're great you're great 
I'm a big fan of your, I, of your work. I'm, what, four or five podcasts that I just appear on? Mm-hmm. Just out of the darkness and then gone. You just come right back in because you great. It's like, boom, I'm on your show. Boom, I'm on your show. Now I'm on your face. There's people who like they'll listen to the podcast that they just edited and be like, "Well, when was Ben on this show? Holy shit!" There he is, and there, there I am. I'm the third host on every show. I got a podcast like that called "Boom, I'm on Your Show." Called- you just take other people's podcasts and then edit you into it. <laughs> 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 That's the best thing I've ever heard. That's a good point, Chris. Yeah. Well, time was a man. And we do it in such a way that it seems like you actually were there. Yeah. I've seen the very sad picture of the guy sitting in front of the, the, the large, like 75 inch uh, TV. And there's a group of people sitting. Alex Jones. But no, there's uh, like the people sitting and laughing <laughs> on television and he's sitting there with his bowl of cereal laughing. <laughs> and it's just like, no, you're not part of a social group. Oh, doesn't anybody love me? Was he watching the chew? Well, that see, that's, that's uh, for, people who will be coming out to storytelling night, one of the things I bring up is that lonely people take longer showers. Hmm. And that's because the, the heat of the shower tricks your brain into thinking it someone's the touching you. the heat of the shower. <laughs> crave the, the touch of another human being so bad that the warm water kind of mimics that effect for you. Oh, man, I just really farted. And then you just cry. Yeah, you cry a lot. I think you tore think your you seat apart me. with that one. I broke my seat the other night. I thought you, like, drugged something across the floor when you did. No, I was farting. I broke – I actually did break up my chair the other evening when we were – I thought – No, but when we were making the Starfinder characters, I was laughing so hard, I broke the, my that was, chair. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. It was that Alan brought up the fact that, you know, whenever you, you lose it on mic – and then, like, uh, you, you like you, you become non-communicative. I can't. And sometimes, just, I, sometimes you can just great. get me. Like I just get. It's, like it's I can get got, and then it's the best. Like it's it's such a fun feeling. Like I just lose all control. <laughs> I, I think for the three of us, when we get you to do that, I, I, I think that's like okay. I, I get a cookie. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes every. I mean, it's just so much fun. I love this podcast. I think it's wonderful. We've been doing the first. The first time that happened to me was Master P Theater <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I just found it so funny. Uh, <laughs> I fell off of Jenny's couch <laughs> when you said that. Master P. Who said Master you didn't P even Theater? Say, you didn't even say Master P Theater. I just heard Master P Theater and I fucking lost it. <laughs> uh. There's some good ones. Yeah. I highly encourage anyone who just started listening to the show to go and download from episode one and work your way forward. Yeah, I would start. I would start with like episode 10, though, because it takes a little while to get going. Yeah. Um, Much like TNG for real, it took us a little while to kind of find our sea legs. And then once Mm -hmm. we did, we really got it moving. I take it back. Actually, the first first time that I lost it was when – it was the hollow deck episode where Picard's in the, it's like the first Dixon Hill one. That he does. Okay. Uh, the, the long goodbye. Yeah. But he gets in the, uh, he tells Jordy to step on it. <laughs> and man, he goes, step on my nuts. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, he laughed so hard at one episode. He barfed on Ben's couch. Yeah, he did. Well, that's so, because I mean, he was drinking too much orange juice beforehand. But yeah. yeah. 
But he, yeah, he he lost it, and and that would yeah. <laughs> step on my nuts. Step on my nuts. <laughs> Because in my mind, I just pictured Picard slouching down in his chair so his nuts would be presented <laughs> and somebody can come step on him. There's, I mean, there's some really good, I mean, we've had some really great, uh, some really great bits on this podcast. Yeah. Every time I Episode hear- Episode 300 will be a clip show. It, it'll be a clip show. Every time I, I was listening to, um, there's another podcast that I really enjoy called Throwback Thursday with uh, uh, Jamie, this guy Jamie I know, and this guy hey, Bill. Bill. Yeah, they do an old school hip hop podcast and they just talk about like old school hip hop and like they break down records and stuff and like artists and their careers and like all this stuff. It's really fun. But we've all created um, a playlist on Spotify that you can listen to. It's like this Spotify playlist. It's really great. And the other day I had turned it on and I was doing housework when the kids were out of town. I was cleaning and it was on downstairs and then juvenile ha came on and I just fucking lost it. Cause like, I always think about coming it. of age. Uh. <laughs> they come in age. Uh. <laughs> you're going to get Picard. Uh. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> you got data. <laughs> you ain't got no friends. Uh. You're in a hundred decker. <laughs> you sit all by yourself. Uh. <laughs> oh God. It's so fucking great. Every time I hear that song, I just think about us and, and, and the podcast. You went seven to nine, uh, trying to get a drink, uh, flying the enterprise, uh, <laughs> beat me down on the way team, uh, <laughs> the show could only have been better with juvenile as part of the cast. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Uh, I need you to check out the, the hyperdrive, uh, <laughs> things they working on. Yeah, I would have been loved it. If we got a don't, def, uh, faulty plasma inducer. Uh. <laughs> Juvenile was the chief engineer. Yeah, been awesome. couldn't leak. Uh... <laughs> yeah. We got to shut down this whole area. <laughs> hey, you didn't need to say uh, that rhymed already. <laughs> <laughs> don't, how to, don't tell me how to do it. Uh. <laughs> I don't tell you how to do your job. Uh. <laughs> I ain't got no friends. Uh. That's why. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen my visor? Uh, so what do you, so Dennis, what do you give this episode, friend? What is your rating of this episode? I give this a strong six. A strong it's six. Pretty good. I'm going to agree with Dennis. I'm going to say a strong six. Could have been a 6.5, but I'd say it's a six. Could have been. I mean, if I think if they would have shown more of Christy Matherson's titties, this episode could have been a strong, a strong six point five. But they were kind of she tuck- did, Yeah, she did have some huge bombs. They were kind know. of tucking those things away, and I was like, they didn't look you, that huge in person. Why don't you let those things breathe? Uh? It's twenty five years later, Dennis. Yeah, I want to see them. Uh. I give this episode a six. All right, so we all agree. Uh, see, here's the thing: I would have the given- number of the beast. I would, have six, six, six. I would have given it a strong six or a 6.5 if the B story had been improved. Yeah, I was yeah. okay with the B story. I think the B story kind the of... The B story payoff was, was fine for me when Worf tells o- o- O'Brien's like, but you'll be all alone over there. He goes, exactly. And I like the end of it too. Where <laughs> that was perfect. He's like, well, you're going to have to conform. You know, you're going to have to change eventually. And he's like, well, maybe they will change to me. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'm good with that. Like, yeah. that's cool. The ego on this guy. It's awesome. And I, and I think it's just, it's another step in their romance. 
That's all that is. Well, like, what it is is now she can come over to the Defiant. They can bang it out as loud as they want. No it's like it's Kaka. I just imagine Worf doing naked Batleth exercises <laughs> on the Defiant. <laughs> and and people are all looking out from the promenade. <laughs> they can see him docked over there just like, whoa. He needs to draw his shades on. <laughs> That's the thing. He intentionally opens the shades. Somebody get him on the communicator. The two penis rumor was true. Uh. He can see his dicks on. <laughs> <laughs> and his four balls. Uh. <laughs> it's real big. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so all sixes. I, I, mean, if for, if for, I mean, if you would have told me. Because when I, when I read the description, I was like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, this is going to be, no. Rom no. forms a union? Rom gets an ear infection? <laughs> like, what? And then forms a union? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, kind of <laughs> what kind of ear infection is this? Yeah. But yeah, so six is all around. I'm they fair. made it work. Yeah, they made it work. And I think that's a testament to this show. You put this episode on TNG, I think we got fours, baby. Like, this, this is just, Data has an ear infection. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Brunt, uh, the return of Brunt from the FCA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, at first, I thought one of the waiters was Brunt. He looked a little Bruntish, but then Brunt shows up like, okay, he that's a Brunt. little Bruntish. Well, yeah. now, Brunt, though, the funny thing is, you know, played by Sean, was it? Not Sean. Jesus. Sean O'Brien? No, Sean Jeffrey. O'Brien. It's a great man. He plays uh, Jeffrey, played by Jeffrey Combs, who is like <clears throat> big through Enterprise. And Brunt? Jeffrey Combs plays Brunt? Uh-huh. Um, and he also plays uh, Wayoon. 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 We haven't met him yet. I thought we would have seen Wayoon by now. I guess I don't know the series that well. I, I, I would have thought so. But we, I think we met the lady, but yeah. not Wayoon yet. We met Lady Yoon. Lady Yoon. Uh, lady. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. It's a lady. Ooh, it's a lady. (laughs) My (laughs) cavassier. Dude looks like a lady. Hello. So, all right. So six is all around for uh, Bar Association. Good job, everybody. Um, Fellas, thank you for for doing this. Ben, next week, you got to get some light. You're freaking me out. No more, no more creepiness. I'm afraid especially you're especially like if Jenny's it. here, and if if we have any guests or anything like that, we, we yeah. can't be freaking out the guests. Yeah, I'm afraid you're gonna like jump out and try to kill me. <sighs> if you put it to full screen, it's more effective. I can just I can just sit here like this Superman movie and go guilty. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna send us all to the Phantom Zone. All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>